Does truth exist? Because you have faith, does that make this book true? Does God exist? So when someone says there is no truth, if you apply the claim to itself, what should you say? Is that true? They don't think Christianity is true. They're talked out of it. You know why they're talked out of it? Because they've never been talked into it. Cross-examining skeptical and atheistic views. Welcome to Cross-Examine with Dr. Frank Turek. Ladies and gentlemen, should Christians care how people are treated? I don't care what kind of Christian you are, you're always going to have to say yes. All right, next question. Should Christians care how people are treated by their government? Well, yeah, if you, we should care how people are treated, we should care how people are treated by our government. Boom! You're automatically in politics then. You can't avoid it. If you're going to love your neighbor, you have to care how the government is treating your neighbor and how the government's treating you. I don't know where we got this idea that Christians ought not be engaged politically, but that attitude has resulted in disaster in previous civilizations, and it's about to result in disaster in this civilization unless we wake up. And there's someone here to wake us up. You know, the great Eric Metaxas, he's with us for the entire program today. Back in September of 2022, he wrote a book called Letter to the American Church. Well, now it's a documentary. It's a brand new video. And Eric, how did you go from a book to a video and why? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me, Frank Turek. I think of you as the great Frank Turek. What you do, I just so admire uh, the the work that uh, God does through you. Just fantastic. Thanks for having me on. This is Absolutely, unfortunately brother. very, very important what we're talking about. And look, I'll, I'll be blunt. Uh, I have never in my life felt God calling me to write a book the way he called me to write letter to the American church. I can't explain it. It's hard sometimes to explain how God speaks to us, but it was, you know, every book that I have written, I believe the Lord's anointing is on it, that the Lord's called me, created me to write it, but I've never felt anything like this book letter to the American church. I mean, it really was just strange. Let's put it that way. And I just thought, okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. Uh, I'm going to write it. And I assume you've got something you want to say. And by the way, that gives me hope for America because if God called me to write this it means that it's his will that it reach people uh and that's the book letter to the american church but i never dreamt frank turek never dreamt of it as being a documentary film mm. i just you know most of the other books that i've written uh, i want to create streaming tv series uh, uh i want my book uh, is atheism dead which is pure apologetics uh, I, I, I want to get that out as a streaming TV series. We're trying to raise funding for that. I wrote a book called If You Can Keep It, which is about America and the link between faith and freedom. And, and I, I want to create that as a streaming TV series. Uh, this book, Letter to the American Church, it never even just never even occurred to me at all. But you just mentioned, I mean, it, the book came out September 2022. And uh, I spoke I've never spoken in more churches in my life, but one of the first ones I spoke in was Rob McCoy's church, God speak up in thousand Oaks, California. Rob McCoy has been one of the heroic voices, not yes, afraid he has been. to yeah. be political, not afraid mm -hmm. to be controversial, mm -hmm. just being a hero and being a model for others. And so he invites me to speak in his church. I speak in his church. Um, you know, that's, uh, 
that's in Southern California. So there's a lot of Hollywood people there. And there were two Hollywood veterans in the congregation that day who heard me speak. I, I think I spoke three times and they said, this needs to be a documentary film. And they approached me and they said, we want to make a documentary film. And, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I've heard so much over the years, you just go, yeah, yeah, like whatever, like, uh, you know, great. <laughs> Are you going to do it? I mean, a lot of people talk and whatever. Th these, uh, it's two women, uh, Rachel Tash and Simone uh, Alex. And they, they have become like heroes to me. These are wonderful, amazing women of God who have worked at the highest level in Hollywood, who now want to use their talent and their connections for God's purposes. And they said, we want to make a documentary film. And I go, okay, uh, tell me what to do. Well, they, they made it happen. And I, I want to be real clear, Frank, this is a great film and I had nothing to do with making the film. I wrote the book, you know, and I'm the main figure, you know, I'm the star of the film, right? Like I'm speaking to camera, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even script what I wrote. They took it. They adapted it from my book and they made this whole thing and they edited it. It is beautifully done. I think this is going to set the bar for conservative Christian work because it's, it's a new level. I mean, just the way it's edited, it's incredibly compelling. And so, yeah, I'm very excited. You can tell about this. It has just launched. People need to go to letter to the American church.com. If I can say nothing else, please folks go to letter to the American church.com. You can see all the information there. There's a trailers, you know, and on and on and on. But that's the long way of saying it wasn't my idea. I never thought of it as as a documentary film, but you know, if this is God's idea and I know that it is, he wants to reach more people. He wants to reach people that aren't going to read this book. Uh, now I hope people are going to read the book and, and get the study guide and actually study this to get, get, to be a part of understanding what is the biblical view with regard to Christians being involved in politics. And, you know, really just to go deeper than just to going, yeah, that sounds right to me. But a film can do things that a book cannot do. And so the fact that it is now out, people can find it at epictv.com, uh, E-P-O-C-H, epictv.com. But the main website is just lettertotheamericanchurch.com. Yeah, I saw it last night at Advanced Screen. It is beautifully done, and you've got some great folks in there. It's well edited. And, Eric, when you say, you know, God, I felt God wanting me to write this book, what you're doing is you're taking biblical concepts straight from the bible and you're applying it to today and let's rewind a little bit because 14 years ago you wrote which is it's still a bestseller it's called bonhoeffer it's about dietrich bonhoeffer came out i believe in 2010 and you didn't think that a 500 page book on a dead german uh martyr spy uh pastor from nazi germany would be the bestseller that it's become, but it has. And you're seeing parallels that Bonhoeffer saw in Germany in the United States today. Now, I know there's a lot of people going, oh, you're pulling out the Hitler card, the Nazi card. Oh, you're yeah. you're you're you know, you're exaggerating. No, we're not really exaggerating here. What well, listen, we're not on? exaggerating at all, Frank. Yeah, listen, yeah. people need I'm going to give people pushback. If yeah. you don't know what you're talking about, be quiet and listen, because what I'm saying if it's not true, throw it in the garbage. But if mm -hmm. it is true, Get you're going to be yeah. held to account. And, and right. I want to I want to say, look, 
first of all, let, let's just say this, okay? Don't confuse Germany and the death camps with Germany in 1933. Where we are now, if you know the history, if you read either of my books, Letter to the American Church or my Bonhoeffer book, you know that it started slow. It did not start, Hitler did not announce we're going to kill millions of Jews, systematically murder millions of Jews. He was too smart. He was too wise to open his mouth and to say that. What he needed to do was to fool the people into silence and inaction. Just come along. Don't don't worry. Everything's fine. We would never do that. Mm. We're going to use, we're going to throw the word God around. We're going to, what? When people say, oh, don't bring up Hitler, that's the Hitler that we know today. But the Hitler of 1933, very, very, very few people knew who he really was. He was not foolish enough to say, this is where I want to go. This is where Satan uh, has appointed me to take the world. He was not going to do that. So the parallel today is to 1933, 1934, just as it began. There were voices like Dietrich Bonhoeffer who could see where this is going and said, okay, church, this is it. If you wake up and stand up and speak up and move against this, we can avert the satanic nightmare that is coming up. And if you don't, you're going to be sorry it's happening. We got a lot more with the great Eric Metaxas. Letter to the American Church is now a documentary. It's one hour, 60 minutes. That's it. Well worth watching. Go to lettertheamericanchurch.com. And we're back in just two minutes. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, if you bought into the myth that Christians should have nothing to do with politics, please lean in because your future, the future of the country, even to a certain extent, the future of the gospel in the country is dependent on how well you're engaged politically. Because if you don't think politics are important, you don't think the gospel is important, why? Because laws affect the gospel. They affect what we can and can't do. If if you don't think politics affects the gospel, do you, don't, do you really think there's an I don't have enough faith to be an atheist podcast in North Korea? Do you think the Eric Metaxas show streams in Tehran? No, it doesn't. There's no First Baptist Church of Riyadh. Why? Because politically they've ruled it out. And what happened in Germany beginning in 1933 could happen in America today if we don't wake up. And the wake up call is the brand new documentary called Letter to the American Church. It's a one hour documentary that you can go, you can actually see if you go to lettertheamericanchurch.com, follow the cues. And the author of the book that inspired the video is our guest today, the great Eric Metaxas. Eric, pick it up where we were just before I we mean, hit the break. I just want to say, you know, you said it can it can go there in America. Yeah. And that is not true uh, on some level, Frank. We're already there. In other words, we're already uh -huh. going there. We are there now. Look, there are a lot of people, everything's fine in their lives, right? If yep. you were German in 1933, maybe everything's fine in your life. But there are Jews already being persecuted in 1933 and 1934. Bonhoeffer is saying, hey, church, it is your job to wake up now, now. If you don't wake up now and stand against this evil now, it will be too late in five minutes. It will be too late. And guess what happened? 
the church said, not yet, not yet. We don't want to, we don't want to be political. We're just going to do church. And again, that's a lie in the American church. Somebody says, we just want to do church. We just want to preach the gospel. That's baloney, folks. God calls us to speak truth while we're preaching the gospel. God calls us to be to love our neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you're going to speak up against evil, against corruption, against a weaponized uh, federal government that is trying mm-hmm. to shut down pro-life uh, movement, the pro-life movement that's that is throwing pro-life moms and dads in jail for speaking up, and that is turning a blind eye to uh, you know BLM riots or Antifa riots, whatever it is. If you don't care about that. You don't care about what God cares about because the Lord cares about this. And and this is an issue that I got to say, you know, it, it's why I believe the Lord called me to write this book. And frankly, it's why I believe the Lord called me to write the Bonhoeffer book, which actually it's kind of funny. You said it's who would read a 500 page book. It was 600 pages, Frank. When I wrote this book, I only got to 500, Eric. I I got, I got, it's like I thought to myself, <laughs> this is a story that I could even tell back when I was writing it in 2008, like this kind of smells like this could be in our future. Could this be in our future, this nightmare? And the fact of the matter is we're there now, folks. We're in the beginning of it. So again, when people say, oh, Hitler, no, we're we're talking about before everybody could roll their eyes and go, oh, Hitler, before anybody knew, where is he taking this? Where is the devil taking Germany and the world? We can't imagine that a civilized nation in the West would systematically murder again our brains can't take it in the level of evil murdering with precision this this was not about dropping bombs this is a precision murder of the people of god of the jews of europe ferreting them out from all over europe who could dream that'll never happen that can't happen it did happen and it happened because of the silence of the church. It happened because the church took its eyes off of what God was saying and was listening to pastors who said, you know what, that, that, don't worry about it. Just do church. We're just going to do church. We're going to focus on the gospel. We're going to focus on theology. We're not, we're not going to live out our theology. We're just going to focus on playing church. And and it's my contention, and I'm sorry that, that it's true, that the American church is exactly where the church was in Germany in the 30s, in the early 30s. They said, well, we just don't see this happening, frankly. And you know what? We don't want any trouble. Uh, We're not going to speak boldly for the unborn. We're not going to speak boldly in anything that's controversial or political. We're just going to be winsome because that's the 10th commandment, be winsome. And, and, uh, you know, the scripture doesn't say we're supposed to be winsome all the time. There's a time it says, you know, be at peace with all men where possible, when possible. Mm-hmm. That means there's a time it's not possible. There's a time you've got to be a warrior. And and the church in America has often not gotten that memo. It hasn't read the scripture. So it's not being biblical. And it's it's it, it bought a lie that says we're not supposed to be controversial. We're God forbid we're supposed to be political. God forbid somebody tags me with being some MAGA person. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just a nice person. I have no political views. I just care about the gospel. Well, guess what? Uh, if you turn a blind eye to what is happening politically in the nation because you're afraid of what your neighbor is going to think, God's going to hold you accountable because he calls us to love our enemies. We have an obligation before God to do what it takes to speak against evil exactly as the German church had an obligation in the 30s to speak against evil. They said, no, thank you. And the evil 
that came in because of the church. This is the thing, Frank. It's because of the church. The Lord, you know, the Lord doesn't call pagans or devil worshipers or what he 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 calls his people who dare to say, I identify with 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 Jesus. He is my leader. He the scripture commands me what did I'm 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 all in. The Lord says, Okay, church, now this is what I'm asking you to do. Will you do it? Many, 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 not all, but many in the German church said, no, thank you. We don't want uh, we don't want to be over there with those hotheads. We're just going to be right here in the middle. We're going to be neutral. Well, the Lord tried to let them know through Bonhoeffer, there is no neutral. You're sitting mm -hmm. on the fence. The devil owns the fence. The devil wants you to be right there on that fence. But I want you to jump off the fence. Now is the time of choosing. They refused to choose. They said, we're just going to sit here. Oh, oh, maybe we're not going to be that pro-Nazi but neither are we going to be vocally against the Nazis because we don't want any trouble. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose somebody in my congregation, some big tither. My movement. We're just going to do, we're just going to do church. That is not biblical. And if it's not biblical, it's from the pit of hell folks. And this is the scary thing. This is the scary thing that the church can get it wrong and the church got it wrong. And the nightmare that ensued is an example to us. Look where it went. Now, we in the American church today, we're seeing evil rise up all around us. The LGBTQ madness, families are being destroyed. Children are being taken away from parents who do not bow the knee to this LGBTQ agenda. That just happened. A family in Montana, their kids were taken away. This is happening. Now, if you don't care about that family, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to your neighbors. Now is the time for us to stand and to say, this is wrong. Uh, this goes against American values, much less biblical values. But a lot of a lot of patriots who are not Christians are speaking out. But the church should lead the way in speaking out. And again, if, if what I'm saying is not biblical, throw it in the garbage. But my my uh, contention is that what Bonhoeffer was saying was what God was saying. It was biblical. But the church was like, well, we don't want to we don't want to go there. Let me go back to what you said a minute ago, Eric, when you said we don't want to be a hothead. We have to be nice. Yeah. And I say this every time I go to a college campus. If you think Jesus was nice, you have not read John chapter two, John chapter eight or Matthew chapter 23. Let's just jump to Matthew chapter 23. Why? Because Jesus is addressing the politicians of his day. Who were the politicians? They were Pharisees. Many of them were on the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council to whom Rome delegated day-to-day -day legal authority. They were the politicians. They were making laws. And when you read when you read Matthew 23, Jesus goes off on them. In fact, I'm just going to read you a couple of verses here. It's easy to remember, friends. Matthew 23, 23. You can remember that. Here's what he says to these politicians. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without practicing the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Does that sound nice? No, it's not nice. It's truth. And he's using truth as a blowtorch on these people because they were tithing their spices, but they're ignoring the bigger issues. And that's what we're doing in this country. We're telling people what what light bulbs they can and can't use. But we don't won't say don't murder your children. Don't mutilate your children. Don't send your children into a, a world of sexual uh promiscuity. We're, we're, we're neglecting the weightier matters of the law. And. The, the minor matters are 
well, be kind. Yeah, we're going to be kind. But when people are actually doing evil, we need to stand up just like Jesus did. And and Eric, when Bonhoeffer realized what was going on with the Nazis, he actually got involved in a plot to take out Hitler. Now, Christians can argue over whether or not that's biblical or not, but he knew what was happening, didn't he? Well, the bottom I mean, that was way down the line. And again, if, yeah. you, if you know people who uh, have read my Bonhoeffer book, understand that, you know, that that happened at the end in when, the beginning. When he knew the death camps were going and all well, that. I was yeah. going to say that's like yeah. that's a whole other story. But that's the fact true. Yeah. Is that in the beginning, Bonhoeffer was trying to get the church to be what political? Why? Because he said. First because of all, morality was involved. That's why there, there's nothing yeah. biblical. Yeah. There, there's nothing in scripture that says we're not supposed to be political. Nothing. Yeah. And and the American church has swallowed this like the Kool-Aid with the poison in it. Where do we yeah. get this? idea? We're not supposed to be political. We're not supposed to make an idol of politics. Right. Oh, OK. Or what are we supposed to make an idol of? How about nothing? Nothing. Every good thing. My love for my wife and my family if I make an idol of it, but we're living in a time right now when if you just lean toward patriotism, toward being politically involved, people say, ah, 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 Christian nationalism, you're making an idol of politics. No, yeah. loving my nation, mm. the way George my Washington too. loved yeah. his nation yeah. and Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan, that is a godly thing. Mm -hmm. That's something beautiful. The Lord calls us to love what is good. And in this nation, we have freedom like no nation in the history of the world. When we pretend like this nation is morally equivalent uh, to the former Soviet Union, to communist China, to that, that God is not in that. And How so many caravans are going from here to Venezuela, Eric. How I many mean, people look, are trying to get into China and get into Russia and get into North Korea? No, they're all trying to come here. Why? Because of the system that we have. It's built on the Judeo-Christian. It's built on natural law. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. If we can't keep this, the, the, the world is going to be darker, Eric. Well, I mean, look, that, it's it's why I wrote the book Letter to the American Church. And that's mm -hmm. why we made the film Letter to the American Church, because we've got to get this out. The time is short, Frank. Mm -hmm. The time is very, very short. And again, the reason I say 1933, 1934, the German church had a window of opportunity. And by the time they woke up, it was too late. And I want to be mm -hmm. clear, folks, you missed the plane by one minute. The plane is gone. Doesn't matter if you miss it by a minute or by an hour or by five hours. It doesn't matter. It's gone. There was a moment in the church in Germany where they could have done something. They said, not yet, not yet, not yet. When they woke up, it was too late. The American church has a tiny window of opportunity. I beg you to take that seriously. So what are we supposed to do? We'll, we'll ask Eric right after the break. You're listening to I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist with me, Frank Turk, on the American Family Radio Network. Back in just a couple of minutes. Letter to the American church.com. Check it out. I'll get back to Eric Metaxas, my guest, in just a minute. Want to let you know anyone in Dayton, Ohio, near Dayton, Ohio, next weekend, February 16th and 17th, I will be along with Greg Coco, Elisa Childers, Jorge Gill, Phoenix Hayes, and John Ferrer at the Fearless Faith Conference we're putting on right there go to daytonapologetics.com daytonapologetics.com to be a part of that or you can go to our website crossexamine.org and learn more the following week i'll be down just south of atlanta in fayetteville north carolina that's tuesday 
uh, the 20th of February, and I'll, uh, I will be speaking on correct, not politically correct, about transgenderism. Uh, you'll want to be a part of that. It is a Tuesday evening event. Go to crossexamine.org for more. Then going all the way out to Vancouver the following weekend, Main Street Church Project. That will be in Chilliwack, actually, British Columbia. All day Saturday and Sunday. Details uh, on our website. That's the 24th and 25th. And then my friend, the great Chip Bennett down there in Sarasota, Florida. I'll be down there with him on the 5th and 6th. Actually, 4th through the 6th in Sarasota, Florida for Florida Apologetics Con. You don't want to miss that following weekend. Unshaken Conference in outside of Detroit, Michigan. That is the 9th of March. I'll be there, of course, with Natasha Crane and Elisa Childers this uh, this culture shakes a lot of people. We're going to show you how to be unshaken. And you can also be unshaken by reading Eric Metaxas's book, Letter to the American Church, and the brand new, the brand new video out on it called Letter to the American Church as well. Go to letter to the American church.com. Now, uh, Eric, why do you think so many people are they, they, they just want to do nothing. They want to be quiet. They want to say, I can't get involved. You know, gee, I, 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 it may take away from the gospel, this kind of thing. What, what, what are some of the reasons people give for this? Well, first of all, in order for Christians to do the wrong thing, they need to have a good religious reason, right? Now, what would the devil do? The devil's not mm -hmm. going to tempt Christians, you know, to worship him openly, but they're, he's going to just try to get us off, try to use a good thing, uh, for evil purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So one example I gave recently, I got in a lot of trouble uh, recently, but I had a guest on my program uh, who is not, uh, doesn't believe in the premillennial rapture, right? And I don't really have an end time view. Most of my friends are premillennial. Yeah. So, so I don't really have a view, but this is what's so fascinating. So let's say that that's true, right? So mm -hmm. somebody says, okay, uh, so Jesus is coming back. He's going to pull me out of here. So I don't need to do anything. There ah. are people who yeah, are using the scripture, what the scripture says, for an excuse mm -hmm. to do nothing, to say, you know what? It's all going to burn. I've heard this over the years. No matter what your eschatology is, people just say, like, it's all going to burn. I'm just going to focus on the Lord. I'm not going to focus on this world. And you're like, that's not what the scripture says. Where mm -hmm. did you get that idea that 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 doing something in this world that all through the scripture, there it, it commands us, uh, you know, to to love our neighbors, to do. So, if slavery uh, is a thing, are you? Th there were Christians. I'll tell you right now, there were Christians who said, you know what? Uh, I just want to preach the gospel. I just want to do church. I'm not going to get involved in that controversial issue of should we abolish the slave trade? Should we abolish slavery? What do you think God thinks of that? You mm -hmm. think God? pats you on the back and says, yeah, the, the people that are suffering under that satanic system, having their families ripped apart, being abused, being raped, like, yeah, I don't care about that. I just care about, quote unquote, the gospel. So just focus on that. No, the heroes in the 19th century and before that, Wilberforce uh, in, in the 18th century, they were saying, God commands me to care about this world. It says, love your neighbor. That doesn't mean only convert your neighbor, only preach the gospel to your neighbor. It means everything. And, and, and all over and over again, Christians will find kind of a good religious reason to do the devil's will, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what's so fascinating to me is like how, how tricky it is. I mean, when we talk about the German church, I want to be real clear. 
These are a lot of good men. A lot of good pastors got this wrong. And there are a lot of good pastors, uh, good men and women today getting this wrong. So this doesn't mean that you're you're pro-woke, you're pro-atheist Marxism. If you are just being silent, if you've been persuaded to just be silent on this stuff, just go along for the sake of the gospel, you know, get the jab. Don't argue with the government when they're doing wicked things. Don't bring up that maybe the election was stolen. Don't bring up anything controversial ever. Keep your mouth shut and just focus on doing church. And maybe some people will come to faith because you're so non-controversial and so nice. That, that's not the way it works. But we in the American church, I mean, everybody has a particular blind spot and the German church had a very similar blind spot. It's like, we're, we're just going to do church. That's our blind spot. We've, we've made an, you know, we've made an idol of Frank, one of the greatest things ever, evangelism, except if you make an idol of it, you push away everything else. And so suddenly you forget about the command in scripture that we're supposed to make disciples. We're That's supposed right. to talk about all this stuff and raise up uh, a, a godly families to understand all of this stuff. We said, no, we're, no, 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 we're just going to focus on evangelism, evangelism. Like that's the only thing. That's not the only thing. It wasn't the only thing for Jesus. We think we're holier than Jesus. So the religiosity of the church oftentimes is the enemy of God. But Jesus thundered against religiosity, thundered against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They knew the scripture backwards and forwards. And, you know, the issue is not, do you know the scripture? The devil doesn't care if you know the scripture. He cares if you live the scripture. Mm -hmm. So if you know it, you only know it so that you can live it. So if you know it and you're not living it, that's a scary place to be. It's going to be greater judgment is going to fall on those who know it and don't do it. So across America, we got people going to Bible studies and they are not living out what God is calling them to do exactly as many very religious Jews in Jesus' day were doing what you just said in Matthew 23, 23. They were going through the motions and tithing their dill and cumin. Can we imagine how what a stench it is in God's nostrils that you're doing these little things, but the big thing I asked you to speak against evil and corruption and cruelty, you're being silent on that. I mean, why would we think, Frank, why that we're different than uh, Jews in first uh, century, the first century. Why would we think we were different than Germans? Do we think that somehow we've evolved? Have we bought mm -hmm. into that idea that somehow we're better? We've evolved past evil, that evil can't use us. Uh, so it's it's a chilling thing. And again, the book and the documentary letter to the American church is meant to be a wake up call to the church. Say, church, please, please consider this. If the German church, if more of them had considered what Bonhoeffer was trying to say, which is really what the Lord's trying to say, and it wasn't just Bonhoeffer, things would have changed. They would have averted the nightmare that happened mm. because they said nothing. And I say that that's exactly where we are right now. You've got a lot of people in churches, they have bought into false theology. It says, you know what, it's not my job. I'm just going to stick in my lane. I don't want to get involved politically. Folks, if that is not biblical, then we, we need to repent of our inaction and our silence, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. There are pagans all across this country looking to the church like, do these people really believe anything? Do they believe uh, that the Bible says that we're made in God's image, male and female? How come they're not speaking up against that? Because I send my kid to school and my kid's being indoctrinated with this stuff. And I, I would think Christians should be fearless about that. And by the way, the churches that are speaking against all this stuff, and that are pushing back, 
they, they are exploding. Their numbers are, are exploding yeah. because people are interested in those kinds of churches. churches they want to know they're not crazy, they Eric. Live. I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to I've talked to people, churchgoers, they come to some of our conferences and they're when we talk about, say, transgenderism, they go, thank you. I wanted to re- I wanted to be reassured I wasn't crazy because nobody else is talking about it from the pulpit. Right. Look, we're we're supposed to be faithful and leave the results to God. And by the way, we all agree evangelism is important. We're not saying it's not important. But as we said earlier, if you think evangelism is important and don't think politics are important, then you're really saying evangelism's not important. Why? Because politics affects your ability to preach and live the gospel. Just go to some of the countries I've been to. I've been to Iran. I've been to Saudi Arabia. I've been to China. We can't do what we're doing right now in those countries because politically they've ruled it out. And by the way, friends, our first, our first priority is not evangelism. Our first priority is worship. And worship includes every aspect of god's will for us not just evangelism so we have to be engaged in fact a friend of mine paul blair he's a pastor out there in in edmond oklahoma always asked people what part of your life is not uh, directed by jesus is there is there an area we go oh jesus does has nothing to do with how i vote or jesus has nothing to do with, with with how i do business or jesus has nothing to do with how i do relationship no no jesus is supposed to be the center of everything you do and it's it's a complete 360 commitment and too many people i think eric um don't get that and i th- i love what you're saying here you're you're almost saying what our friend jay richard says he says you know what they they these these folks on the left try and do they weaponize our compassion against us oh bingo they do that think how satanic that is that's satanic it takes a beautiful thing compassion yeah and it says okay now i'm going to use it against you i'm going to make you i'm going to twist it and pervert it twist it out of god's idea of compassion into something that leads us away from god's purposes right so people say okay have compassion on the transgender person by agreeing with them yeah, that's not that's no, no, not no, compassion. No, no. Yeah. Have compassion on them by not agreeing with them. Mm-hmm. Have compassion on them by speaking the truth to them. Now, this doesn't mean that, you know, the first second you meet somebody, you confront them. But the point is, if our churches aren't teaching the truth, um, how can you be compassionate if you're participating in a lie? Uh, how can you be compassionate? I mean, the border is the classic example. Mm. I mean, the most compassionate thing you could ever do would be to shut down the border and to let in the people that you vet. You just don't open the border. Why? Because if you have an open border, and again, this sounds people say, oh, that's political. Yeah. If you have an open border, guess what happens? People come in who have dark designs. They're not coming in because they want to raise their family in the greatest country in the history. They're coming in because there's nobody watching and they can get in and they're going to come in. And they're going to do evil things. There's going to be sex trafficking. Children and many others are going to be raped if we have open borders. That is what's happening right now. How is that compassionate? It is evil. And there are so many people that they just buy the talking points of the left. Many in the church. I mean, Frank, you probably know this. I mean, Russell Moore and David French and others, they're putting out this wicked Bible study called. Oh, I heard about Bible. it. Yeah. Natasha it Cranes is, talked about it. And so is Elisa Childers on the Unshaken podcast. Yeah, it is. It, it is. 
evil. Yeah. And, and they are saying, oh, we're Christian and this is Christian. It's taking Christianity and twisting it. Mm-hmm. And probably they believe what they're doing, but the church needs to be aware That's of right. what is happening with Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, everyone believes in borders. Do you have a lock on your door? Oh, you do. You just don't let anybody in, do you? Of course. The only question is, where should the border be? Much more after the break with the great Eric Metaxas. LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com. LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com. Back in two minutes. Welcome back to I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist with me, Frank Turek, on the American Family Radio Network. If you're low on the FM dial looking for NPR, go no further. We're actually going to tell you the truth here. That's our intent anyway. You will never hear this on National Public Radio. We're pointing out that Christians, and ladies and gentlemen, I believe all citizens, whether you're a Christian or not, ought to be engaged politically. You ought to care about your neighbor. You ought to care about the laws that are made. You ought to care about what's going on, not only in Washington, but in your state and local governments. You have to be engaged. In fact, I saw David Barton talk about this not long ago, Eric. He was saying, you know, that only 18 percent of the American people wind up electing the president of the United States because so many people don't vote. And then when you split up the people that do, it turns out to be like 18 percent put the president. And it's not just the president we're talking about here. When you send somebody to Washington, you're sending him or her along with 5,000 people in an entire administration, and they pretty much vote according to the party platform. You need to look at the party platforms and see where they are. They're diametrically opposed now, and you got to see which one is more biblical and vote biblically. But Eric, before we get into that, Again, we're going to talk about what you can do about this. People out there may want to see you in person. Where are you going to be coming up? Well, I'm going to be everywhere. It's a Johnny Cash song. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere and I'm going to be everywhere. I got to tell you, uh, if you just go to my website, ericmetaxas.com, I, I I say to people, just go to ericmetaxas.com. If you sign up for my newsletter, I'm interviewing all kinds of amazing people. We, we put that out there. I want people to have access to that because I, I really do interview so many uh, wonderful people. Yourself, Frank Turk. I got to get Elisa Childers on the program to talk about her new book. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm interviewing all these people. Uh, EricMetaxas.com and my schedule and everything is there. Uh, I know I'm going to be in Albuquerque uh, soon doing it. We're do- You know what I got to say? We're doing a lot of free screenings of this film in churches. Oh, I said good. I want this to be available free for churches. Good. So if you go to LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com, you can sign your church up or your pastor can sign your church up for a free screening. No strings attached, folks. No strings attached. We want to get the message out. Letter to the American church.com. And so, so there's free screenings all across the country. There's over a hundred churches already that have signed up for free screenings. I will be appearing uh, in conjunction with some of those free screenings, obviously not with all of them, but if you go to letter to the American church.com, you can see the free screenings, whether there's going to be one in your area. But I want to say, you know, first question, if your church is not interested in doing a free screening, why are you interested in going to that church? I mean, I'm saying the number one thing I say to people when people say, what can I do? If you're going to a church that isn't taking this stuff seriously, for the sake of your soul, get out of that church. The whole point of Letter to the American Church, the documentary film and the book, is to say that there were German churches that simply looked the other way. And they didn't think they were promoting Hitler and satanic evil. They just thought, well, we're just doing church. We're just looking the other way. Well, 
God says, no, you participated because you didn't stand against it. You were participating. You made it happen. You made it possible. And if you American Christian are going to a church that doesn't take this seriously, I, I just beg you to consider that the enemy wants you right there in a place that is looking the other way so that evil can rise inch by inch by inch. And at some point, it's over. That's exactly what happened in Germany because of good Christians going to churches that maybe they were preaching the gospel, but they refused to speak out. And if you're going to one of those churches, folks, I'm, I'm just begging you for the sake of your soul, because I really believe just as Jesus cursed the fig tree, he has cursed these churches that are not bearing fruit. They're they're playing a religious game. Uh, and we are we're very, very late. It, the hour is late. And so, you know, the, the, there are free screenings, letter of the American church.com. You can see where the free screenings, but why not ask your pastor to do a free screening at your church? It is literally free. There is no strings attached. You don't have wow. to buy any books. You don't have to do anything. It's free because we want to get the message out because I believe it's the Lord's message. I don't believe it's like, hey, I'm promoting some film. God forbid. This is about saving America. And, you know, Bonhoeffer made it clear that it was the church's responsibility in Germany to, to, to be the conscience of the state. And it is the church's responsibility in America to be the conscience of the state. We are to lead the way with biblical values. And, you know, you a moment ago, you were talking about who votes and who doesn't vote. You realize that now, just think of the shame. Think of the shame. Gavin Newsom was reelected because Christians didn't vote. So oh, whoever the Christians Eric. are who didn't vote, God is looking at you. All of the homeless, the people that are suffering uh, in, in these in these uh, cesspools, these cities or whatever, all the stuff that's going on there, the crime, the families that are being destroyed that's on you, Christian, if you didn't vote, because the Lord gave us a free country with the ability to express ourselves at the voting booth and in other ways and to be politically active. And Christian said, no, nah, it doesn't concern me. Well, you're not loving your neighbor because you said, I don't really care about that. It, 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 it's this nation would be changed, Frank, if Christians got involved this nation would be changed. California itself would be red. Do you know there are more Christians in California than any other state? That, I mean, that's there's, why I bring it up. Nine million people there. Okay, now it just it turns out there are more leftists out there. But if Christians voted, California itself would be red. You know, in your documentary, Letter of the American Church, which is a great film, ladies and gentlemen, just saw it last night. You quote Martin Niemöller. It's in here. This is a famous quote, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard it before, you, you probably heard a little little clips of it. But let me just read this quote. This is from a German pastor in Germany. In World War II, or prior to World War II, he probably said this. He said, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. That's where we are. We're getting there, Eric, aren't that's, we? That's the cancel culture, right? Now, yeah, yeah. coming after some pro-life people yeah. there, and it's like, well, I don't want any controversy. They're coming after a mother and father. Uh, who, who said, we don't want our child to transition. They're coming after them. Uh -huh. If your church is not Eric, Eric, they're coming after people who are just at the Capitol, not even in the Capitol. They're outside the Capitol I have on January 6th. In solitary confinement. And yeah. this is where I get so angry, Frank. Yeah. I think to myself, the church 
you know, it's one thing for some bum rhino Republican, Mitch McConnell, or just somebody who has just sold his soul to the devil for power. I expect him not to care. Mm -hmm. But Christians, Christians, you claim to follow the one who defeated death on the cross. Why are you not speaking out? Why are you not doing what you can? Now, we can't do everything, but do what you can. Say, Lord, show me what I can do. And, and I say to people, one thing you can do, go to letterthemericanchurch.com, letterthemericanchurch.com. There's a list of things you can do right there. There's a list of things you can do. You can spread uh, the film on social media, spread the link. Uh, and and I say, you know, it's, it's so fascinating to me that we're offering this literally free to churches. I mean, free folks, free. There's, there's, there's no money involved. This is to get them to get the message out have a free screening at your church, whatever you can do. The point is there's no right or wrong. If you just say, Lord, show me what to do. He will give you stuff to do, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. But if, if, if the church will not wake up and I say this, you know, it's, it's like um, in Gulliver's travels when Gulliver is this giant, right? And the Lilliputians, these tiny people are tying him down. He's asleep. That's a picture mm -hmm. of the church. The church is asleep. And Hitler did this. The church was asleep in Germany, 1933, 1934. And he said, just let it keep sleeping. Don't wake it up. Don't wake it up. We are enacting laws one day at a time, one law at a time. We're just marginalizing that group and getting rid of that troublemaker and throw him in a concentration camp. But we don't want to wake up the church because if they wake up to what's happening, it's game over. If Gulliver had woken up before the Lilliputians tied him down, he would have crushed him, right? So the idea the devil wants us just keep sleeping, church, keep sleeping five more minutes and then it's too late. Then you'll be tied down. That is what happened in Germany. That is what happened. That opened the door to the death camps and the satanic evil like we can't even look at it. It's so evil because they didn't believe it could happen in Germany. They were convinced. How bad can it get? Well, when they found out how bad it could get, it was too late. That is where the church is today. Everything we're talking about, and we've only just hit a few things. Evil is rising up. We have we have media censoring the truth, folks. You don't mm. you don't think that's a biblical issue? Censoring the truth, lying, shutting the voice of God, shutting the voice of truth. That's not a biblical issue. Th this affects our neighbors. Even if you're not doing it for yourself, you're such a holy Christian, you don't care about yourself. God commands you to care about your neighbors. Your neighbors are being affected. Families around the country are being affected by evil policies. And you say, well, I don't want to be involved in politics. The Lord commands us to get involved in politics. And I'll tell you what, Frank, you know, you said it before that if you care about evangelism, right? If you don't advocate for this stuff, your ability to do any kind of evangelism is shut down. But I'll go one step further. If you start advocating for what is good and true and you start getting political and saying, just like William Wilberforce, I'll use politics, I'll use whatever I need to use to freely express God's will in the marketplace. If you do that, there are non-believers that are looking at you and saying, you know what? I'm attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Where do you get those ideas? Your church is involved in that. I'll go to a church that gives a darn about my family and my kids going to public school. I'll go to a church that cares about crime in my communities and enacting policies and electing politicians that actually care about working people and the common man. I, I will, I'm attracted to that. So there are churches today. I mentioned Rob McCoy's church up in Thousand Oaks that if they're really vocal on this stuff, yeah. Numbers are increasing. Oh, look at it's Jack Hibbs. Evangelism. Yeah, yeah. Look at Jack Hibbs. Look at uh, Steve Smotherman. Look at uh, 
uh, you can look at Skip Heitzig. I mean, there are people that are they they're attracted to people who are going to stand for something. If you and, stand for something, yeah. evangelism happens. Yeah, if people are just they're looking for meaning. They're looking around. Think, does anybody believe in this? So if there's some happy clappy church that's just doing theology, it seems so irrelevant mm -hmm. to people suffering uh, in America right now. It just seems irrelevant. There's there's madness that's been unleashed. Critical race theory. Please go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com. There's a list of things you can do. Eric, thanks for what you're doing, but quit being so wishy-washy. Next time, come on the program with some points for us, man, all right? <laughs> all right, go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com. Get that video in your church or watch it yourself or both. Make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. It's important. At least register to vote. All right, we'll see you next time.